are listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome, welcome to another Keys 107 special feature, and tonight we have an exclusive, an exclusive interview and conversation and discussion with our brother Ilya Rashad Muhammad, who will go into the science of the wheel, the facts and misconceptions about UFOs. I tell you folks, this has been a long time waiting to have such a dynamic topic and speaker and I'd like to say to you, thank you all for supporting and, and actually um, encouraging uh, the Keys 107 family to move on and continue to bring programming like this as such. I'm Brother James, and my co-host is Sister Rafika. Rafika, are you on the line? Oh, I'm here. All right. So will you save Sister Rafika? Talk to us. Well, you know, I'm very excited about tonight's show. You know, tonight's show, we delve into the science key, which we haven't done in quite a while. We're going to explore unlimited possibilities of intelligent life beyond Earth and the fact and misconceptions about UFOs and the wheel or the mother planes, the mother ship um, in the New Jerusalem. That New so Jerusalem in the sky. The New Jerusalem in the sky. And I know it's controversy because we got some people who are on one side of the fence saying, yes, there are. And we got some people on the other side of the fence saying, no way, it's a fake, it's a farce. You know, come on, you're pulling my leg. You know, they're just alien beings that we see something on the Twilight Zone. So we're going to get started um, in one second. I'm just going to go to the healthy tip of the day. And I don't want to delay this any longer. We got a lot of callers on the line. want to welcome everybody. Thank you for holding on, and don't forget, if you want to talk, you have to press number one on your keypad. The Keys 107 and OpecaCS.com present the Healthy Tip of the Day. The Healthy Tip of the Day is to fast with the transition of each new season. Just as your car needs a periodic tune-up, so does your body. A great way to fast is to consume fresh juices for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snack. Fasting in this way helps the body's organ to rest and rejuvenate while flooding the body with much-needed vitamins, minerals, and enzymes for optimal functioning. Expect to feel like a brand new you with lots of energy after you fast. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by wellness expert Medea Allen. I invite you to learn more about me and my services at www.organicsoulchef.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Before we get started, we have a very special guest from Notori who is promoting, who is the keynote speaker and an honoree for the upcoming women doing it big. And the Keys 107 Network is going to be on the red carpet, and we're so excited. So everybody stay tuned. 
What's up? I am Natiri Nunn, a.k.a. Tasha from Power. I am looking forward to the Women Doing It Big event January 14th and 15th in 2017. It's going to be amazing with my girl Tiana Von Johnson and all these awesome women who are doing it big. Let's make sure we come out for these two days and support and inspire and mentally prepare for the new year. It's going to be great, you guys, so I cannot wait. I'll see you there. Get your tickets. Register now at womendoingitbig.com. Take care. Peace. Okay. Thank you so much, Rafika. Now, before we introduce our illustrious brother, who will take control of this conversation and lead us down the road to understanding, giving us plenty of wisdom, using logic and science to help shape our minds to understand what is in our universe with us. I want to just play a quick clip, you know, that will set the tempo um, for tonight's discussion. So hold on just one second more. Well, Elijah Muhammad taught us for nearly 60 years that these planes exist. You call them unidentified flying objects. They're not that to us. They're referred to in the writings of Ezekiel the prophet as the wheel within a wheel that was seen by Ezekiel in a vision 595 years before Jesus was born. And the Washington Post reported on the front page a few years ago, a Japanese pilot, Captain Kenju Terauchi, who is not crazy, who had been flying planes for nearly 30 years that he saw this not only on his radar, but he monitored this great wheel for nearly an hour and a half between Asia, the Bering Straits, and Alaska. And he drew a picture which the Washington Post put on the front page comparing his 747 to this huge mother of planes. He said it looked like two huge aircraft carriers in length, which bore witness to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, because the largest aircraft carrier is about 440 yards, a quarter of a mile, and two of them together would be a half a mile. Mm. Well, there's no introduction needed once you bring a brother like that on. God's man on the scene telling you what it is. But I'm going to say to you, brothers and sisters, I just wanted to get your attention because we have a brother who is an educator, a dynamic teacher and advocate who works with our youth, especially among the black youth, trying to enhance their literacy rate, who has spent the time to do the research and pull together all these things about what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us about the baby planes in the mother plane, the wheel. He is the, an author, of, and his latest project is entitled UFOs and the Nation of Islam, the Source, the Proof, and Reality of the Wheels. He has challenged and confounded the scholars regarding this phenomenon. Tonight, our brother, Ilya Rashad Muhammad, will testify that it is because of the mentorship 
in the guidance of the most on uh, the most honorable Louis Farrakhan and the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he's able to present this work today. So, without any further delay, brother uh, brother Rashad, your mic is live. Please check in. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, we can hear you fine, my brother. We can hear you fine. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well, Brother James. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Keys 107. I'm so honored to be here, Uh, Brother James and Sister Rafika, and certainly all of the listeners of the Keys 107. And uh, I'm looking forward to an, an evening of uh, intelligent dialogue, and any time we have the opportunity to talk about and discuss the wisdom of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, and the guidance uh, stemming from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, it is always indeed a pleasure and the utmost honor. Mm, it certainly is. It certainly is. I'm excited, Brother Rashad, to have you with us this evening. And um, like many of the audience who are on right now, some have heard you speak. Some may have seen you on social media, but there are those out there who have never seen, heard you, and they are all, they are, their ears are wide open because they want to know, is all this talk about UFOs, is it real? They want to know. They want to know, if it's real, where did these wheels come from? How were they manufactured they have so many questions, and I don't even know where to begin to ask you the first question, but I'll let you begin where you think it's best suited for them. Well, thank you. And as you stated, there are so many aspects to this subject, and it's a heavily misunderstood subject, which is one of the many reasons I'm glad that we are actually discussing it Um I would, I guess I would just start by, um, in a sense, introducing why I took up this subject in terms of the research aspect. And one of the reasons is because this particular aspect of the Nation of Islam teachings and program and theology is one of the more misunderstood aspects of the Nation of Islam. Um, for whatever reason, but it is also one of those aspects of the nation of Islam that can be easily proven and easily dispelled. So that's one of the things that prompted me to engage into, I guess you could say, research uh, and presenting our findings and presenting really proof that what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught is absolutely correct. And to make a long story short, The Honorable Elijah Muhammad makes the unique claim that he was taught by God in person. Um, The same God that in religion we know as Allah, Jehovah, Yahweh, uh, Elohim, all of these different names that refer to the Supreme Being. Elijah Muhammad is quite distinct in claiming that he was taught by God, this supreme being who appeared in person and literally taught him for about three and a half years. That is, to some, some would say that is outlandish. 
But what makes the Honorable Elijah Muhammad so unique is that he left evidence to substantiate this very bold and audacious claim. And this is what distinguishes the nation of Islam from pretty much every other uh, religious theology, from every other educational school of thought, from every other philosophical ideology, you name it. The nation of Islam is very distinct, not only in the claim that Elijah Muhammad met God, but in bringing forth evidences that substantiate this claim in the real world. And we present in many of our arguments, our arguments are not limited to uh, religious interpretations, scriptural interpretations, but our arguments, uh, we literally challenge the world on this very topic. You know, and that's very bold to say something like that, especially if you can't back it up. So we challenge the world on this topic. And one of the evidences that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad brought to the modern world was the reality of these wheel-shaped planes that the world now calls UFOs. He said that in his meeting God in person, who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, one of the things that God showed him was the reality of a huge wheel-shaped circular craft known as the mother plane or the mother ship or the mother wheel uh, that was literally orchestrated and made by God in person and his host of helpers. It was, um, it was lifted off from the Earth's atmosphere in 1929, took several years to build, several uh, billions, I guess you could say, in money now in today's currency in gold, um, but needless to say, this huge craft that flies at phenomenal speed, that has incredible maneuverability that the scientists of this world can't even fathom, uh, it has with it 1,500 smaller wheel-shaped planes. These are the planes that many often see and claim are now UFOs, or they call them flying saucers or what have you. But all of these sightings, all of the governmental concerns, widespread sightings and investigations, all of this took place after Elijah Muhammad had already made these claims and told the world specifically what these planes were, who made them, how they were made, who controls them, their purposes on this earth. So all of the sightings and Concerns about so-called UFOs, even the term UFO, did not come about until after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had introduced this to the world, claiming that his God in person showed it to him. So I think that's a nice way to kind of start off to get people intrigued <laughs> about this very uh, this controversial topic. Okay. Okay, I believe that uh, you got everyone's attention right now, so I'm going to get right into this. We understand that almost on a daily basis, people throughout this planet are viewing objects flying in the sky 
mostly at night, but sometimes in the day. And when they report this to the agencies or to the police, they're not getting the type of response or information that they expect. Talk to us about these flying objects. What are they doing and where are they coming from? And do they have um, a mission statement in, in, in a sense when they're doing these maneuvers in the sky, when we see them in formation? Well, yes. And part of that mission statement or purpose is to literally showcase that there is a superior power in the world. There is a superior intelligence that is far greater, uh, far much wiser, and far more powerful than the current authorities of this world, which happens to be uh, mostly white, Eurocentric governments and powers. Um, who have currently dominated the world politically, economically, uh, militarily. And the presence of these so-called unidentified flying objects, UFOs, the presence of these wheel-shaped crafts that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad introduced and represents, these are proof, real-world proof, and indicators that there is an intelligent power in the world. And Elijah Muhammad, Minister Farrakhan, represent that power. I'm sorry, brother. I wanted to go a a little bit further back because during the course of this week of the promotion, I've had many people, I don't know, you know, some of them may have no knowledge and others are highly involved with with the science of these planes. One person asked me, so if there are human people on the plane, how did they get on that plane? What do they eat? Do they reproduce themselves? And and there was a a long um, list of items that this particular individual wanted to know, and all I said to them is this. Tune in, and we'll ask that question on air to our brother and he'll give you that information. So can you talk to us about the pilots and this, the, the, the personnel who are manning these planes and if there is any information that leads to their lifestyle? Okay, certainly. Um, one of the shocking aspects of what the Nation of Islam makes very plain and demystifies concerning these uh craft is that the origin of these planes, the origin of the pilots and those who man and control these crafts are from this earth. These are humans. However, the humans, the people that man these crafts are not like the average human being that we are accustomed to. In fact, The Honorable Elijah Muhammad referred to these uh, people as scientists, scientists because they are highly intelligent and they were not taught or trained by the systems of this current world. In fact, these scientists are what the scriptures refer to as angels. 
They are not mm-hmm. spooky, ethereal beings. They are human beings from this earth, born of a man and a woman, just like everyone else, with the exception of being tutored, guided, brought up, taught, and trained under a different paradigm. And because of this unique training that actually is done at the behest of the supreme being himself, they have somewhat of an an advantage because they are uh, able to be more capable of uh, performing certain tasks that the average person of this world, even the average intelligent person of this world, still would have, like, no idea um, of how these people are able to accomplish such. So the people that man these planes are scientists and angels from this earth. The whole concept of alien, the whole concept of these planes being guided by some type of extraterrestrial beings is something that is totally fictitious and cannot be substantiated by any type of evidence. However, on the other hand, what the Nation of Islam represents can, in fact, be substantiated with uh, practical logic and empirical data that can be shown and proven in the real world, not just limited to someone's imagination. And this is largely why the Nation of Islam is deliberately left out of conversations, discussions, and programs concerning the UFO topic. Because what we bring is not theory. What we bring is not some uh, religious fanaticism. What we bring is information that can, again, be substantiated in the real world with empirical data. So we challenge not just the religious community about our position on this topic, but we challenge the scientific thinkers of this world. We challenge the academic scholars. We challenge the historians to contest with what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan represent concerning these wheel-shaped planes that the world now considers UFOs. And unsurprisingly, we are not challenged by the scholars of this world, the scientists of this world. They don't even bother to critique us. In this regard, you may even notice, Brother James and Sister Rafika and your listeners, you may even notice that the enemies and skeptics of the nation of Islam, who happen to be the most powerful entities on this earth, they don't even challenge Minister Farrakhan on this issue. As much as they hate the man, as much as they vilify the man, as much as they wrongfully accuse him of anti-Semitism and all of this, you'll notice that they don't even, for the most part, touch the topic of his direct connection to these so-called UFOs. And that in and of itself ought to tell you something. Well, what do you think about this uh, influx or how, how the saturation in the media, particularly in the movies and TV, about uh, spacecrafts landing, um, abductions, all the stuff surrounding what an alien may look like, 
um, and how they think and all this. What are they trying to do to the masses of our people, and how do we demystify that for our people? What do the brothers and or sisters on, on, the, on, the, on the plane look like? How do they survive, um, and do they reproduce? Give us a little bit about that, if you can. Certainly. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he stated, and I believe it was in the Theology of Time lecture series, he stated, and I'm almost quoting this, that the brothers on this plane, these scientists, they look just like you and me in here. (laughs) So they are people Mm. like us. Uh, He mentioned that those who were involved in the original construction and organization of the plane were members of the original family, consisting of black people, brown people, red people, and yellow people. He didn't necessarily mention uh, that those who were involved in its construction uh, were white, as far as from what I've read anyway, uh, but he mentioned that they are members of the original family of this earth. So these scientists, uh, they look like us. These consist of male and female. He mentioned that on the wheel it is a civilization up there. If there is a civilization on this wheel, then it stands to reason that there are male and female. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the extent of their reproduction, I don't know. Um, and I would be somewhat suspicious of anybody that says that they know, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, we do know from what the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has taught us, much of which has been verified uh, by those who have encountered the will and those who uh, even in some cases been, as some say, abducted, uh, is that there is vegetation. The will is capable literally of creating its own atmosphere. So anytime there's a capability of producing its own atmosphere, it produces its own water, its own vegetation, uh, which is one of the reasons why it's capable of being able to go practically anywhere in space that it wants, so teaches the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, So it's a whole civilization up there. It is described in the prophetic scriptures of the Bible in Galatians and in the book of Hebrew as being the city of the living God. The city of the living God. Some would probably are surprised to know that God even has a city. It's a dwelling place for the supreme being. Uh, And so, I mean, it's just amazing just even the concept of that. And to know that what those prophecies predicted has now been fulfilled and manifested in the real world, I'm just one of those who's very thankful that I'm on the side of those who represent the truth of this plane. So there's very little room for uh, mysticism and skepticism when something has, been, um, has become evidence in the real world. And I think there was another part to the question. You mentioned something about the the people on the plane. 
Was there another part to that question that you asked, well, Brother Well, I James? think you, you, you got most of it, but one specific question that was asked of me is, are there any white people or Caucasian people on the plane? You know, and like you said, we have yet to read, or maybe we haven't heard this before in the teachings that there are Caucasians on the plane. We have not heard well, that. So, well, um, remember, we he, he did mention about those members of the original family who were directly involved in its construction, and he mentioned some of the scientists. However, we know that some of those people who have been abducted just from the historical cases, and I mean the credible historical cases now, because there are a lot of claims, but there are some cases that are highly credible because some of these abduction cases and encounters that have been reported uh, over the years and over the last few decades, I mean, bear witness tremendously and exactly to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad described. And some of those who've been abducted have been white people. In fact, it also stands to reason that some of the scientists, because there are scientists who are on the wheel, as well as scientists or angels, as they are also called, who are uh, posted, for lack of a better term, here on this earth. And they don't all look just like us. Some of them actually look like white people. After mm. all, Master Father Muhammad himself, the supreme being, he had a white-looking appearance. And because of this white-looking appearance, it enabled him to move in and out of certain environments to go undetected. For the scriptures tell us that the Son of Man would... Uh, Come and go without observation He would come like a thief In the night Meaning that he would be uh, unnoticed He wouldn't draw too much attention to himself So just as The Savior Had a light Almost white looking Appearance It kind of stands to reason that some of the Scientists are similar Because it allows them To go in and out of certain Environments somewhat undetected. I recall our great and late mother, Tainetta Muhammad, wise scholar, wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. She wrote and published how the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told her that there were even some of these scientists working in Hollywood who were behind some of the movies that were being made so that when the masses of the people actually get a chance to see the wheel, the mother wheel, and even some of these smaller wheel-shaped planes for themselves, uh, they will be so used to seeing some of the science and technology that they won't be as surprised, you see? So there are even some of these people working in Hollywood. They could be anywhere among us. So it stands to reason that some of these angels – even though they may not be white per se, it stands to reason that some of them could be white-looking, just as the Savior had a white-looking appearance himself. You know, um, thank you for that great answer, because I think that satisfies a lot of thought. 
But one of the questions that I always wondered is the location and the timing of the sightings. Is there a reason why they are in particular areas and not in other areas? Well, the uh, the wheels are not limited to any geography per se. However, uh, it may be reported that there are more sightings in certain places than others. Uh, for example, in uh, Central America and Mexico and certain places in Central and South America, it seems as though it's almost like a hotbed for people filming and seeing and sighting and reporting these wheels. It's become almost commonplace mm-hmm. in certain places like Mexico. And I don't think that that without some type of purpose, mm-hmm. I can say that I know fully all of the purposes uh, involved in that. But there are things that the scientists and a lot himself know about uh, this earth that I'm certainly probably don't want to share with us just yet. But uh, there are certain places that seem to have more sightings than others. Um, who knows? Maybe it's because some people have more uh, phones who are readily able to capture sightings than others. I don't know. But I would say this. They have been sighted all over this earth. There's not a place on this earth, not a state, uh hardly any city or town on this earth where people have not, someone has not seen or sighted these wheel-shaped craft. Well, since you spoke about earth, the sightings on earth, for some time now, at least for the last 40 or, uh, I guess, 40 years or so, I believe that, the exploration, was it Apollo 11 and Apollo 17, the astronauts encountered sightings on the moon. How credible is that? Um, and do we have any understanding that there is a space camp that we're utilizing on the moon in terms of the, uh, the mothership? I don't know why they would need that, but there's a lot of reports about sightings on the moon. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. Um, be mindful that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad mentioned that part of the reason for America's exploit into space, her attempt to travel back and forth to the moon, and this is before they ever even went to the moon. He was saying that one of the reasons that they are trying to do that is so that they can build some type of base where they can try to monitor the wheel, where they can try to monitor the, this so-called UFO activity, if you will. And so this really gives reason to most of uh, this world's exploit into space. They're on Mars and doing things all into space, and there is credibility in the so-called sightings from whatever Apollos that was, 11, 17, because NASA, NASA scientists, they view and see the wheels quite regularly. And 
I guess it would make sense that they would see it more than the average people because they are actually out there in space. And there have been several instances where NASA video cameras on a live feed have accidentally uh, video recorded a host of these circular wheels flying in space, and it was recorded on live TV as NASA was undergoing some of their video recording. This has happened on several occasions. Um, some of them you can find literally on YouTube. You know, of course, you'll have to search through some of the other crazy stuff, but uh, there are you, certain you, NASA uh, video recordings that show these things. So, I mean, it's um, one of the astronauts that come to mind is the late Gordon Cooper. Gordon Cooper, mm-hmm. who was like Time Magazine, I think he was like Person of the Year one year. He, uh, he was very candid about the reality of these wheels, or as they called them, UFOs. And he was one of the few uh, very highly decorated and respected NASA astronauts who for a long time was, you could almost say he was a whistleblower because yes. he was basically stating how it, it's a part of NASA's protocol that when these astronauts and NASA personnel see the wheels or see these UFOs, they are not to divulge this information to the public. But Gordon Cooper, he broke ranks in that sense, and he was a leading advocate of making this information known. He, was, he always believed that it would not hurt the public to know that these crafts and this intelligent, these intelligently guided so-called UFOs are present in the world, and the people of the earth need to know this. So he fought that till the day he died. He even sent letters um, to the U.N. ambassador trying to get support from the U.N. But just as the American government and other world governments have done for so long is that they have attempted to keep this information above top secret. And mm. what we do in our book, UFOs and the Nation of Islam, The Source, Proof, and Reality of the Wheel, what we do as representatives of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and students of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is literally buck up the game. We make it very plain uh, in our research that the whole reason behind the UFO cover-up and making this topic above top secret is to keep the public from knowing that Elijah Muhammad has been right and exact all along. That's the main secret behind this whole UFO cover-up. That is the reason why those who control the media have always attempted to relegate UFO activity to some type of fictitious alien or even some type of demonic being, anything to commandeer the public away from the truth that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad represents us. And that's the fact that he met the supreme being who is behind and who is responsible for this intelligence that they call UFOs. That's the whole point. Mm. 
Well, well said, brother. I think there's a number of things that we got to cover tonight. Uh, we will take a, a quick uh, um, commercial break only to support this woman doing this big program, which is a phenomenal program. Um, and when we come back, I want you to be prepared to talk to us about the minister's experience, the minister's experience, and talk to us about that and, and let us see it in the light of Scripture if we can lay that out for everyone. So give us a moment. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll come right into that. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jamal Bryant, and I cannot wait for January 14th and 15th. Women are doing it big, so you know a man's got to come to be nosy. Please come and join us with my sister Tiana Von Johnson. We're going to be there, and I want you to be there. I don't care where you are. Don't think small. Come on, women. Do it big. January 14th and 15th. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. And we just want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners and our, on, on the Keys 107, all of our supporters for giving us so much encouragement. And it has been because of you, and I'm speaking, you know, dearly from my heart right now, that it really has been because of your support that has allowed the Keys 107 to get a, such a gracious invitation from Tiana Von Johnson to be media partners of this magnificent, powerful empowerment event. It's coming up January 14th and 15th at the Holiday Inn on 57th and I believe 10th Avenue in Manhattan. Tickets are on sale, but I know that we have a handful left. And I mentioned that on Tuesday's show that I'm not just saying that. I mean, it's really real. We have some discounted tickets. The Keys 107 has a generosity.com slash women doing it big campaign. We are raising money to take 10 women who have been in business for less than a year and college students who are majoring in business to come to this event and be empowered to put their course on track. So I just want to give a heartfelt thank you. That's my announcement. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Okay, Brother Ilya, we are back. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, many folks have listened to the the uh, the audio, maybe watched the video, maybe somewhere in person when the minister made the announcement. Can you talk to us about that? Certainly, certainly. Well, on so many different occasions, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has discussed with the public his direct connection to both the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his connection to the mother wheel, uh, which some call a UFO. Um, And he shared one of the monumental experiences that he had back in 1985, September 17, 1985 to be exact, when he was he and his uh, wife and some family members were in Tepoztlan, Mexico, 
And it was on that particular day, September 17th of 1985, that Minister Farrakhan had what he has referred to as a vision-like experience where he was literally, the essence of him was taken uh, aboard the mother wheel by way of one of the smaller crafts. And it was during this time that he spoke with directly the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a man who, by the way, is supposed to be dead, according to uh, this world's reports. He spoke words from the, he, he heard words from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who shared with him vital information concerning the inner workings of the President of the United States and the higher echelons of government, and how the president, who happened to be Ronald Reagan at that time, the president had been planning, was planning a war with the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Minister Farrakhan was given this information from the wheel, from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in a vision-like experience. Sometime after that, he held a press conference, as he was instructed to do, And he shared this experience with the entire world. He told the world. And not only did he share this experience with the entire world, but he literally, I guess you could say, dared his enemies to mock him. He dared the enemies or his uh, detractors to make fun of him for for having this experience with a so-called UFO. I didn't hear, I don't think, where any of his critics or detractors uh, said anything publicly. However, the very evening after that press conference, the very evening in the same city where he was, which was Washington, D.C., this nation's capital, that evening and the following days were replete with UFO sightings in the Washington and Baltimore area. So much so, it was filmed and it was discussed on the local news for several days. And it's so interesting because this was right after Minister Farrakhan warned the entire world about the reality of these wheels only to be followed up by the actual presence of these wheels seen on national television. It was discussed in the the local news in the Baltimore and D.C. area during that time. But one thing that they made sure, the newscasters and producers, they made sure that they did not mention anything about Minister Farrakhan, who had just made the prediction and gave the warning that you will see these wheels over the major cities of America. You see, this is, again, real-world proof and evidence that this man is indeed backed by the Lord of the world. There's no, it's very little room even for skepticism for those who know. The only uh, way that most people can even attempt to argue with Minister Farrakhan's connection to this supreme power is if they just are totally ignorant of the fact of history. 
is if they are totally ignorant of the fact that Minister Farrakhan has warned of his connection to these wheels only to have uh, his warnings be backed up by the physical presence of these wheels, which happens to be caught on film, by the way. Now, brother, this leads me to the next question. There are many people on this line who have not heard much of what you have actually already taught us tonight. But we haven't touched on what is the real purpose of the making of the wheel, how was it made, and what is the capabilities. I know we may not be able to touch on all its capabilities because we may not know, but what are some of the capabilities of that wheel and those baby planes? Okay. I think we can try to do it in a very brief and succinct way, uh, starting with the purpose. So teaches the man who was shown the and given the intricate details concerning this craft. And be mindful, if I hadn't said it already, uh, Elijah Muhammad was not only taught but shown the reality of this wheel and these smaller wheels directly by the man responsible for them, which happens to be the supreme being, Master Father Muhammad. And... In so doing, Elijah Muhammad was given the intricate details concerning the purpose for these planes, uh, the makeup, composition of these planes, who they're piloted by, and part of the main purposes of these planes is that it has a dual nature. One part of that nature is literally as a weapon of God a weapon of God that he will use for the destruction of this current world's systems and powers. And by current world systems and powers, we're talking about the current world powers that happen to be under satanic influence. In order for Mm. God, as all the scriptures teach and preach, that God would ultimately establish his kingdom on earth, And that's pretty common throughout the Judeo-Christian and Islamic uh, prophecies. All of them teach that God's will will be established on this earth at a certain time. Well, very few religions, if any, actually even teach how God would go about doing that. Even though the scriptures all discuss God operating through some type of celestial, heavenly vehicle. The Bible refers to it as heavenly thrones or New Jerusalem, uh, Ezekiel's wheel, within a wheel. All of these things, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Even in the Holy Quran, Allah is described or is described himself as being established upon his throne of power a throne of power which is actually stationed in the heavens, you see? So all of your prophetic scriptures uh, show God, describe God operating from some type of heavenly craft, and it is through this craft that God will ultimately use his power. It's used as a weapon that will be used to destroy 
the current satanic powers of this world, which is one of the reasons why in the uh, Old Testament, God is described as Jehovah Saba, which is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, that not a host like you're hosting a party, but literally it's considered the Lord of armies. So God literally has an army that's described elsewhere in the scriptures as being a host of angels, an army of angels. These are the same angels and scientists that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad introduced to the modern world who control these wheels, smaller wheels, uh, that are associated with the larger mother wheel. So part of its purpose is to destroy the current powers, and there is nothing with all of the military might that um, certain governments and militaries throughout the world have, none of them have the power and intelligence to be able to outmatch, outwit, outmaneuver this mother of wheels. It is, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught, a masterpiece of mechanics. And the governments know it. The military intelligences know it. They've admitted to it. They've seen it. They've encountered it. They've reported it. They've admitted that it's eons of years ahead of their intelligence and capability. But because of the satanic mindset that is pervasive throughout world governments and militaries, they still won't let them stop them from trying to destroy it. And this Mm. is why God has to destroy this world so that he can ultimately establish his kingdom, his way of righteousness on earth. And that's the other side of this mother plane. The other side has to do with healing, everlasting life and, and healing and peace on earth forevermore. So on that wheel, there's new vegetation, even a new type of water. On that wheel is healing for any and every type of disease that this earth is unfortunately corrupted with. On that wheel is a new mindset, a new Ah. wisdom that at a certain point in time will be introduced on this earth, but only after the destruction of this current world power. So in a nutshell, <laughs> that kind of over, uh, overlays the uh, purposes of this masterpiece of mechanics. Beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, as you were talking, I'm, I'm trying to be in the mindset of some of our listeners. They need to understand or want to understand how it is that these baby planes can outmaneuver all of these jet planes and fighter planes that uh, that America has built and Russia has built and China has built and kind of want to understand what fuel source is energizing these these uh, magnificent objects and what fuel source is behind the power of the mother of planes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'll answer that in, I guess, two ways. One of the ways that it is able to outmaneuver the highly sophisticated military aircraft of this world is 
because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that one is made like a wheel. He said that a plane that's made like a wheel can travel in any direction at any time. So because of the intelligence behind it, it's able to maneuver in ways that uh, the scientists of this world still cannot fathom. As intelligently and as technologically advanced as they are, and don't you know that there have been so many cases, documented cases, where military aircraft, military weapons have been shut down inter- and interfered with as a result of these so-called UFOs, some of the most powerful military installations and weapons bases have literally been visited by these wheels and from from a distance these wheels have remotely shut down some of their communication systems, uh, interfered with their operations and totally just shut down, temporarily shut down these military operations as a direct testament of their superiority in the world. And there have been countless, countless documented military personnel who have come forth, many with signed affidavits, trying to tell the world of what happened. And this has been going on for several decades, several decades. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't hear about these type of things. And the other part of the question, what fuels this? You know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, again, remember, this man was given the intricate details concerning this. This is why to this day, the Nation of Islam remains the only group who has always given specific details uh, and... uh, definitive details concerning these planes that the rest of the world still calls unidentified. They've never been unidentified for those of us who follow the wisdom and guidance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. In fact, they were identified before the world ever even had any concerns or questions about them. So uh, back to what fuels the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that it is the mind of God and the mind of these scientists that operate these wheels, you see? And these scientists or angels, however you choose to call them, these scientists have the capabilities of being able to tune in on the thinking of people. He even said in Fall of America and in the Theology of Time lecture series, that these scientists can tune in on the thought of the people before their, their thought even materializes. So they're already several, several, several steps ahead of what the people are already thinking. You see, this is a type of uh, wisdom and intelligence and technology that this current world's paradigms in education is not even capable of teaching. But those who control these highly sophisticated wheels, that's a part of their uh, natural modes of operation. 
And it's been proven based on the reports of so, so many, from military reports and all of that. But it is the mind of God and the mind of these scientists who work at his behest that literally controls the will. It's controlled, they're controlled by thought. And we know how fast thought operates. <laughs> so the Honorable Elijah Muhammad even mentioned that uh, the military planes of this world, the different governments and their highly advanced military aircraft, he said that when these wheels are used to destroy the current world powers, he won't even let the military planes of this world get off of the ground, he said he'll destroy them before they even try to get up in the air. It's because those mm. who control the wheels are capable of tuning in on a people's thoughts before that thought even materializes. So again, they're way ahead, way eons of time ahead of this world's intelligence. Yes, sir. Well, well, brother um, Rashad, we would like to open up the floor, or actually not the floor, the airwaves, to our listening audience to ask you direct questions. But we want to uh, set some ground rules uh, for the audience. We want you to think about the question that you want to ask our brother, and make it so that it is something that when you receive the answer, that you have a pen and pad to write it down so you could share it with somebody you love. Okay. But before we go there, I want to give it a, just another uh, quick break. We're going to come right back. That will give everybody an opportunity to get their pens and pads. And for you, our beloved brother, just so you can just take a minute and um, absorb this conversation because it's very deep. And we're going to be right back in about 30 seconds. The Keys. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. It's your girl, Little Mo, and I can hardly wait. We kicking off 2017 all the way live. Women doing it big. Yes, January 14th, it all goes down. So get your tickets now. Lock in. WomenDoingItBig.com. Guess who's going to be there besides me? Yes, Tiana Von Johnson doesn't play no games when it comes to giving you the power. You want to do it big and you want to see her do it big? Yes, Notori Norton's going to be there. Tasha from Power. You want to answer some secret questions behind the scenes? Hey, you want to get all up in her business? Well, come do it big. And if you think doing it big can't get any bigger, then I'm going to sing, yes! Yeah, no, I ain't going to hit that no right there. But I was just trying to let you know how you're going to be screaming in the audience. Yeah, we already done went viral. We done broke the internet. So all those songs that broke the internet, I'm coming to sing up for you. Get your tickets now because January 14th is going all the way down. New York City. Matter of fact, I want you to fly in for this. WomanDoingItBig.com. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. Well, we are back. We are back. Uh, Brother Rashad, um, I'm going to have to ask everyone who wants to speak to you or ask a question to raise your hand. And how you raise your hand on the Keys 107, you just press the number one on your keypad or any number on your keypad, and that way we can bring you in and uh, uh, have you pose your question to, a, to the brother. Okay, until they do that, brother, um, 
I want to um, say to you, I have a uh, a YouTube excerpt on the shuttle 5959. It was flying over Detroit. And at the end of our uh, today's show, I will play that so they can hear pilots talking to the ground crew or to the uh, control power tower and hearing the interaction when they're witnessing something going on in the air that is phenomenal. So we, we have, have a caller on the line. We have okay. a caller on the line. Uh, 718, your mic is live. Go ahead and ask your question. Yes, assalamualaikum. Wa Okay, praise be to Allah. This is Sister Phyllis, Muhammad Mosque number 770C. Um, when I was uh, listening earlier, I heard uh, the brothers talk about the wheel producing its own water, and I believe he said his own atmosphere. I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, I know the Honorable yeah. Elijah Muhammad said that the wheel does come down, you know, into the Earth's atmosphere, and there's a tube that goes that that comes down. I believe the tube um, replaces the oxygen. Am I correct in that one, brother? Yes. Um, even though the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did say that it produces its own oxygen and hydrogen. He said mm-hmm. it a few times in, I think, Message to the Black Man and, I believe, Theology of Time. He did say that sometimes once or twice a year or maybe even uh, every year and a half, it might it may mm-hmm. come down into the Earth's atmosphere in a sense to, like, refuel on, like, oxygen and things like that. Because right. remember, the wheel is the origin. Its origins is in the Earth. The scientists mm-hmm. that control the wheel and operate the wheels are from this Earth. So uh, mm-hmm. everybody has to come home sometime, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I do remember the minister saying that um, that it does have vegetation up there. That it does produce, um, you know, vegetation for the people to be able to eat, you know. And I guess it would be something like two houses, something like what we have here. They have up there. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. And I have a sister, Sister Fajr, on the line who wanted to say something. Go ahead, ma'am. I don't want to say anything. I just want to um, what you said about the. Um, tube coming down into this atmosphere. Oh, but I think I also heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say that these uh, uh, pilots, as they were called, um, started studying at the age of six. Um, Can you verify that, brother? Yes, ma'am. I had a discussion. I was blessed to have a discussion with the Honorable Eli- with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, concerning uh, different aspects of the wheel. And one of the things that came up was this, because there were certain things, and that's why I'm glad we're dealing with facts and misconceptions, because there are certain things that I had always heard and was taught and believed concerning the wheel that may or may not have actually had its roots. Now, we do know that the children, that those scientists, many of them who control the wheel, were taught at early ages, but the Minister Farrakhan 
um, told me he wasn't certain if they were if it was six years old or it may have even been four years old. So, but we do know that it was at a at a young age when many of those who pilot the wheel uh, were actually being taught and trained. It was at a very young age, whether it was four or six. We know that they weren't taught by this world. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yes, sir. Another issue, you brought up something. I don't remember exactly um, what you said, but um, I think that we had some wisdom where the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the mother plane in this atmosphere moves at 282,000 miles per second. And outside of this atmosphere, moves at a million miles per second. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I'm afraid not. I have not heard that. Um, I don't recall coming around that that particular verbiage um, in not in any of the teachings that are readily made available to us from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So I, I couldn't verify that. Yes, brother. You know, I couldn't verify either, sister, but I will tell you this, is that within this atmosphere, there's a um, uh, a force of gravity that pulls everything back to the earth. So it would stand true that it would probably reduce the speed of an object that's flying through it. However, once it breaks the uh, the gravitational pull of the earth and the next sphere of the 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 speed of travel would be m- more readily. You would travel quicker or faster because you don't have that pull of the earth once you break its uh, its force. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right. So that could be a possibility. Then it, it, it's very yeah, but, possible. I just was not familiar with like the specific numbers that you mentioned. You know, because yes, different. Different depending on what type of atmosphere you're in. I'm certain because of the different type of vegetation and the different type of oxygen and gravity, you know, there are different laws that apply once you're in Earth's atmosphere uh, and outside of atmosphere. So there would probably be some type of change in the rate of speed, uh, but to what degree, I definitely could not tell you that specifically. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sister. Thank, thank, thank you. And Sister Phyllis and Sister Faja, it is so great to hear your voices here on the Keys 107 Network. All praises due to Allah. Oh, yes, ma'am. All praises due to Allah. Thank you, Sister Rafika. Two of my favorite people. All praises due to Allah. And thank you, Father, for your wisdom. Thank you so much, dear sisters. Thank you. So Sister Faja's phone sounds like she's calling from another atmosphere. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's on. She's on my cell phone. I had and a I'm feeling. On my home phone. And I'm on my home phone. <laughs> Using your technology, I'm so proud of you. Um, just to make the announcement to all the callers who are on the line, if you are ready to ask your question or just make a comment, weigh your thoughts. Hit the number one on your keypad. And for those of you who are listening via the Internet, the chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio. The chat room is open on Facebook. And we look forward to your – okay, I thought I had a hand raised over there. We look forward to your comments. Oh, I knew there was somebody. 
Okay, go right ahead, Sika. 727-238, your mic is live. Yes, yeah, alaikum. Yes, uh, wasn't, isn't the Honorable Elijah Muhammad arrested and uh, questioned, specifically arrested, to be questioned about um, the wheels in the mother plane? Absolutely. And I think you know your history, brother. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, and this is rather interesting, too. That was in 1942 when the FBI arrested the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Uh, I think it was May of 1942 when he was arrested by the FBI per uh, an executive decision of the Roosevelt administration. They arrested the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and questioned him particularly about the wheel. They also admitted to Mr. Muhammad, that they had encountered the wheel. Now, be mindful that in this arrest in May of 1942, this came just two and a half months after the U.S. Armed Forces encountered the mother wheel just off the coast of Los Angeles and what has now been dubbed the Battle of Los Angeles. The Battle of Los Angeles was an actual historical episode that took place on February 25th, just before Savings Day, of 1942, where an unidentified flying object, a huge circular wheel-shaped craft, was seen coming over off the coast of Los Angeles, and it was accompanied by some smaller crafts along with it. This alerted the U.S. Armed Forces. They galvanized their troops. They called a blackout, they shut everything down in the L.A. area, and they started firing over 1,400 rounds of their heavy artillery toward this huge object. And although they were fired nearly 1,400 rounds of shrapnel and artillery toward this object, the object did not budge one bit, you see, showing its power, its superior power to the little weapons that these uh, U.S. armed forces had. And the, now the wheel didn't do anything now. It just stayed there and let the little um, uh, artillery bounce off of it. Now, this brought tremendous concern. After the wheel came and stayed a while to show its power and presence and to show that it wasn't bothered by the little weapons that the U.S. Armed Forces fired at it, it and the smaller wheels just left and went about their business. Afterwards, however, the city of Los Angeles and the surrounding area was damaged because of the um, shrapnel that fell back to the ground Causing damages to homes and things like that This literally shocked the U.S. military And the Roosevelt administration They did not know what that was And so now they an investigation ensues They were trying to find out what on the world Was this highly advanced flying object uh, doing 
over America, over Los Angeles. In their investigation, they were trying to find out if it was some other countries like Japan, whom America was into it with at the time. They were trying to see if it was possibly Germany, but no other country had any type of technology that even remotely came close to what they witnessed and encountered. So in their investigations, they found that the only person in the world, let alone America, that they could find talking about these type of crafts was that little black man from Georgia named Elijah Muhammad who said he met God who taught him about this mother wheel. The same thing they encountered over Los Angeles. So as a result, the FBI, the U.S. government, arrested Elijah Muhammad. They interrogated him. They confiscated. They went to the mosque and confiscated the blackboard that had the drawings of the wheel. They confiscated some of the his papers and illustrations about the wheel, and they questioned him about it, and they admitted to him that they saw the wheel, you see? And as a result of that, they arrested the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and kept him locked away for nearly five years. They didn't even have a court date. They just arrested the man to keep him from teaching this truth that he knows from the public, you see? So here you have the most powerful government in the world arresting Elijah Muhammad over the reality, not the belief, not the philosophy, not the ideology, but the reality of a real-world power that he represents that is connected to him and the nation of Islam. This is public record. You won't find anywhere where somebody who believes that the Lord, Lord Jesus, is coming back on a white horse with wings and all this type of stuff. You have those in the traditional Muslim world who believe in some al-Burak, a legendary winged steed upon which they believe that the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, was carried away on during his night journey. But you won't find where any government or intelligence or real-world power is investigating any imam or mullah over al-Burak. But you will find where the government and governments of this world have and continuously investigate the reality of these planes that the nation of Islam introduced to the world, thus proving even more so that Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan are indeed right and exact. The God that they represent is no spook. The God, the supreme being that they represent, that's represented by the nation of Islam, is a real God who is evident in the real world as proven by the reality of these so-called UFOs. Mm. Well, I believe you answered that brother's question, but brother, you didn't identify yourself. Please state your name so brother can uh, know who he was delivering that wonderful word to. Uh, Brother Kenneth Muhammad, I also have another question, if, if, if if I am allowed. Yes, sir, Brother Kenneth. 
You got something to start with that history, brother. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if it was mentioned, but I haven't heard the, the, the you know, the fact that you are, that you researched also documented um, your research in the book called The Nation of Islam and the UFOs, which I would uh, highly encourage uh, all of us to uh, to acquire. And, you know, evidently there's a great command in that. The fact that, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, very few, if any, I think, um, of the major UFO uh, community have actually engaged you, but I'm sure that they're very much aware of your work um, and how it is actually basically just shunned. But um, yes. My my um that that that's gonna be brother. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I understand. I, you know, it, yeah, brother. The command that you show, um, and the, the you know, and not arrogant, but the respect, um, also in your in in your command um, of the, this information, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. But um, it um, the, in in the book, you had you mentioned. Um, that uh, there was a incident where um, there was a landing, and at this landing there were people that came off of this. Well, as a matter of fact, I think it was a, an interview that was being had on coast to coast. Uh, and yes, uh, right, right. And and it was this one uh, individual. I'll let you tell the story. Uh, and uh, and uh, probably one of the re- one of the um, one of the biggest reasons for um, the cover up, uh, and he actually I think stated uh, that that he he uh, one of the the reasons for the cover up are all of the misunderstanding or misinformation that's given by it is just uh, is from what he actually stated. Would you would you please uh, um, right. I know what you're talking about, and that particular piece was a reference from a radio interview that was held on one of those coast-to-coast talk shows. And even though, and I'm certain I mentioned in the book that, you know, whether what his claim was was authentic or not, we find that that person who was making the claim is common with so many other reports that people from these wheels uh, have been seen and been described as black people. Uh, This was just one of many examples of people who had encountered UFOs. Some had been abducted, as they call it. Uh, But there are numerous reports that have described the occupants and workers aboard some of these ships or planes as being darker people. And that was just one incident um, that the guy mentioned on Coast to Coast. We don't know whether what he was saying was true or false, but we do know that it's some validity to the fact that so many claims have reported black people or very dark people uh, as being the occupants, the primary occupants aboard these wheels. That's not strange at all. Well, well, brothers, I must, must say that it has been a pleasure 
um, listening to the question and the answers, but we're coming close to that time where we may have to just kind of go into our closing. So we thank you, Brother Kenneth, for the the, uh, the questions. And, of course, Brother Ilya Rashad Muhammad, you are a gem among us. We honor you and respect you, and even more so, we love you. We want you to continue your, your research and your study. And we want to ask you just one thing from the Keys 107 uh, network. Will you make a sacrifice and come back and do a part two where we may explore the endless possibilities of all things, quote unquote, UFO. Um, some, some things I want to t- discuss in the next time, if you agree, maybe we talk about the actual landings on Earth and the sightings and the abductions. And if you can agree to that, we'll start setting that up for whenever your availability will permit you to be on our show. All right. Brother, it would be it would be an honor to do so, just as it has been an honor to be on this show today. I am truly grateful and appreciative to you, Brother James, Sister Rafika, uh, our different callers that came in, and all of those who are listening and even taking interest in a subject such as this. So I hope that yeah. we can all stay connected. Um, and I, I'm certain that this won't be the last time we have the opportunity to discuss this very uh, important issue. Well, we are connected now, Brother Rashad. We're connected via Facebook on the Keys 107. We're connected with our Facebook group that has garnered over 16,000 members. And right. we would like for you to know that all of our shows are archived. You can listen to us on iTunes at the Keys 107. You can listen to our archive shows on blogtalkradio.com slash the Keys 107. Our website is still being redesigned, so as soon as that's up, you'll be able to listen to live broadcasts direct from that website. You can reach us at suggestions at the Keys 107 network.com. Send us your questions. Let us know about some guests that you'd like to have on the show. And just closing to remind everybody that we have those tickets for the Women Doing It Big, fifth annual Women Doing It Big conference that is going to be held January 14th and 15th. And we got word today that Master P is going to join actress Notori Norton, singer, hip-hop artist Little Mo. And just a whole gamut of powerful women who are going to bring it, helping you get yourself together for the year 2017. I'm going to close out now. I'm your host, Rafika. Brother James, do you want to go with that sweet 5959? Do we have time? Yes, I do. I just want to say to Brother Rashad, really, truly from the heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we want to let Brother Rashad tell the listening audience before we close out, how they can obtain that wonderful masterpiece of a book and research that he has put together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course, the name of the book is UFOs and the Nation of Islam, The Source, Proof, and Reality of the Wheel. The main title is basically UFOs and the Nation of Islam. Uh, It is available on our website. Our website is nationbrothers.com, nationbrothers.com. It's also available on Amazon. And, of course, I 
uh, am available on Twitter. You can reach me at Ilya Rashad. I L I A R A S H A D. Ilya Rashad uh, on Twitter. So hopefully we can all stay connected. Facebook, Twitter, social media, and our website. And I hope if you haven't done so, get a chance to get the opportunity to obtain and read our book. We have a lot of uh, well researched, uh, verifiable information that I'm certain. Even skeptics would find hard to argue with. So uh, Thank check you. it out when you get the opportunity. Thank you, Brother Ilya Rashad. Uh, you are listening to the sounds of South Africa's pride and joy jazz musician Ernie J. Smith, and we're going right into that shuttle 5959, and good night. Yeah, Cleveland there, so 5959. We see traffic out there at uh, 12 to 1 o'clock, a uh, lower altitude. Do you, do you have one there? There's shuttle 5959. That's a negative, sir. I don't have anything out in front of you at 12 to 1 o'clock. Okay. He's down well below you, or can you, can you get an, out, uh, an estimate on an altitude on him? Well, it's uh, real difficult. Uh, we're between layers here. I'm just going to estimate him 2,000 feet below us, maybe, and uh, so the Paul City right about, I don't know, 10 miles down. Or... Okay, Air Shuttle 5959, I'll keep my eyes open, but I don't see anything. Is that northwest of Detroit? Did you see that light? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw, a real bright white light, sometimes flickered uh, underneath the clouds. This is what I saw. Air Shuttle 
Okay, sir, I, we're checking on it right now. I still don't have anything out in front of you at all that I'm showing it. I appreciate you coming back to the frequency and let me know. I, I'll keep it right. I'll tell you what, that is weird. It's just sitting there pulsating. It's not about 3179. Where is it relative to you right now? 12 o'clock, sir. I'm trying to do a little investigating as to what this might be, and if you would keep me advised on this. Okay, sir, I'm going to bite my lights out of it, see if I can get any action on them. It's 3170. Well, folks, you've been listening to the Keys 107. Opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika, and Brother James. Good night, all.